All right, we're back. We're live. We're in the flesh. Could but you imagine? Not, not an AI-driven show <laughs> at this point. Eventually it will be. They'll just uh, copy our faces, copy our voices. and That's a complete waste of AI utility to, what? to put us on there <laughs> and now take our voices. But hey, it would free up an hour a day, I guess. Not hour a day, hour once a week. It's definitely more important and interesting people to... To copy? Mimic, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining. Well, we did that. Um, uh, what was the Mid Journey episode? The not 20 longer. AI episodes that we've done. Yeah. Yes. No, the Mid Journey one. And we generated an image of us that we put in the thumbnail. Like well, in yeah, space. I guess the video element is only one step away. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it exists already. Some AI thing. Yeah. Fake thing. Have to be. I was reading yesterday about part of this whole writer's strike, actor strike thing mm-hmm. is. Part of it is due to the pay and then part of it is due to the incoming AI tools and stuff that Netflix want to introduce. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. I've, I don't have to pull up on the screen just yet, but um, it's basically exactly what was happening in that Joni's Awful episode of Black Mirror. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I know a lot of them are worried because it's a lot of it's like text-based and all that kind of stuff that they're not going to have a job and stuff anymore. But again, like the AI that you can sort of get now and the generated responses, it's still very like it's still very basic like there's there's that human you know complex human emotions or is it oh is it it could it could be it's like the ufos info that's been coming out they want you to think it's not that developed but it might be supremely developed mm. and they just want to keep it under wraps to not create widespread widespread like fear and panic gotcha okay fair enough so this is actually coming out today so oh, this, wow. is, this is um, this is me with the fresh news. Fresh news from Drew. I mean, it's pretty old news, just been reworded for a different publication. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is far from Yahoo.com. Netflix, intent on using AI to own the background actors' faces in perpetuity without pay. We'll pay you 900K if you tell them how to cash in on AI. So it's not the most... Um, In-depth. Or the, the title was a bit... Kind of vague. It's smashing up three or four different problems or stories into the one title. Mm-hmm. So it says, streaming giant Netflix is one of the many studios currently fighting with the striking SAG union, among other things, about whether they should be allowed to pay background actors one single day's rate for the right to deepfake their visage, or I guess their- Their likeliness. Their like, like, likeness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, without any future content, or into, they want to be able to use the background actor's likeness, mm-hmm. pay them one day's rate, and they can use that in future content if they wish. Okay, seems like a, a horrible deal for a, a background actor, or oh. what do they call them? A no, an no, extra, extra, yeah. Well. They wouldn't even, yeah, need them at all anymore. Just yeah. run that program for a year or two until mm-hmm. you got tens of thousands of background actors or extras. Yeah. And then you can basically insert them into westerns and sci-fi, into comedies, into uh, stand-up specials, whatever mm-hmm. you want. And then some people, you're right, the mark on Sorry, the table. Sorry, the str- <laughs> kicking in. Yeah, well, kid, and I guess because there's a lot of people out there that just – like, that's their side gig. They're just happy being, like, background actors and stuff and just get paid, like, you know, a couple of hundred per gig. Yeah, but you're usually on set for more than one day, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, there's that TV series called Extras. With Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Yeah. That's actually a really fun show. 
so awkward. I can't handle it. Really? Yeah. No, it's too like it's too cringy. <laughs> it's just too it's too bad. <laughs> so that's just yeah. I haven't read too much about it, but I think that was an a job ad posting. I mean, that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. In terms of the the writer strike and everything, actor strike, it makes sense. If you're a a list of celebrity, then you probably have less things to worry about. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the same as um, what we're talking about. Just using some low-level background person's right. likeness to generate content. And it's not like they have speaking roles or anything. It, they'd just be in the background sitting at a cafe or something. Yeah. Well, I think didn't Bruce Willis like sign away his likeliness or his family estate did? Because like he's got a um, like a really bad disease or something, I think it is from memory, and he's just generative. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a, a uh, smart move to make. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw something like this that. This is from last year. Bruce Willis deepfake is everyone's problem. Bruce Willis sells rights to deepfake studio Digital Twin, um, but doesn't own the rights to his image. I mean, this is an in-depth thing we could go down, um, okay. but we don't know enough about it. But it doesn't make sense for the family because the family mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to get all the royalties when the actor passes. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to just have free reign and that sort of thing. That'd have to be... Like when you cited the contract, there'd have to be some sort of like terms and conditions, like like you know you can't be doing this and this and this with my likeliness. But other than that, they could pretty much do everything that they wanted to. Well, we actually had that conversation a while ago about musicians signing over their entire back catalogue as well. Mm, Yeah, and they can essentially do what they want with it. They can insert those. I think it was was Justin Bieber? I'm sure it was Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, like Bruce Springsteen. They sold their entire back catalogue yes. up until a certain date mm-hmm. um, to some production company or studio and they can do what they like with it in terms of running ads and things. Yeah, they could yeah, be able to do remixes, be able to sell them to movies, like all that kind of thing to be able to use their, you know, their music and everything. Really takes the artistry out of everything. It does. It makes it very like corporate sort of style. So that kind of makes me think of, you know, the movie... It's not up. Um, Wall E, right? So there's like in the future, everything's owned by like corporate or bus- big businesses, America, and like, you know, they go up in space and it's owned by like a like a Walmarty sort of style thing. But that's sort of like almost what it's turning into. So like that creative, that artistic style is just becoming very like monetized or very like, yeah, businessy, corporate y, taking that sort of artistic freedom out of it in a way. Yeah. I mean, there is artistic freedom there, but. There's, I well, guess, it's, the, it's it's always it's going to be with the intention of making money rather than just being or, artistic. Yeah, how is it adding to my catalog now, which is going to improve my odds of capitalizing on it, on it later? I might not be able to cash in on it now, but mm. is it building and in further improving my current brand? So when the day comes when I do want have an offer to sell my brand, this all of these. Uh, pieces of content or pieces of art or whatever I've been making or contributing to over these years are all um, creating a bigger portfolio per se in which makes my my price higher or at mm. a more premium. It's kind of kind of crazy. But, I mean, we're talking about actors. Actors are still artists. There are people that are writing the scripts and the dialogue for them. But mm-hmm. They still have to put a lot of work in and 100%. have emotions and portray emotions and um, all that kind of thing. So there's still art to it, but yeah, a lot of it will be taken out if the AI is just starting to fill in all the gaps. Yeah, because especially if it's like 
just say you have the main actors in a scene, right? The background's generally blurred out. You can't always see everything in detail. So even if it was all AI, you wouldn't be able to tell from a distance that it was yeah. generated. You'd still think it'd it's be like real a, people. When you play like FIFA, mm-hmm. everyone in the crowd, you can't see their faces. You just see a, a squarish shape with arms, arms waving yeah. and stuff. Same sort of thing. That's what I mean. If you could have a stand-up show, mm-hmm. and because it's so dark, when you when the comedian tells a joke and it cuts to the audience, you only need like two rows of actual people. That's true. And the rest can be copies of the people that are already there or just plugged in from a different show. I think like a lot of um, stand-up comedians, they're, they're starting to like mic the audience as well, right? So they get a better laugh track or a better audio they're from or- the audience. Or- always have. Yeah. I imagine they always have. Yes, yeah, so you don't need to really mic like the front two rows and then it just sounds like it's massive well, you, yeah, laughter. You've seen the shows where they're – they, edits where they take away the laugh track from like Big Bang Theory. Yes. Jokes without any laughter kind of a lot of the times you'll realize that it's not that funny. You're actually just laughing because the the consensus is everyone should laugh at this moment and Mm -hmm. then you laugh where it says to insert the laugh. That's basically what a laugh track is on one of those single cam um, sitcom shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a social cue for you to laugh. It's the same as when, you know, the old school ones would have the applause signs and everything so everyone would know to – oh, I hit the mic – so everyone would know to applause at the same time. It's just that social cue to be like, oh, yes, I can be like – I'm like everybody else. I want to fit in. This is a funny thing, so I find it funny too. Mm, I wonder if there's stand-up specials where there's no audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing the, I guess, Zoom stand-up shows during COVID mm-hmm. and you watch in your bedroom and stuff – what would have made sense if, there, if someone was putting that together is to have everyone's mic turned on their computer. Ah. So it feeds into like one mixed down audio track of all the audience. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to see how funny something is if there's no one there to laugh at it. Yeah. Well, you've heard comedians talk about it before when like they're bombing or they can't hear that laugh because they they very much feed off the audience. So just say if they don't react to something, then they'll try to like – go into another like laneway to see if that's going to like engage the audience that's going to make them laugh so they're very much feeding off the audience's emotions so if you're if you are doing stand-up and what they said if they are doing stand-up and they're bombing and they're not getting any laughs they just get worse and worse and worse because they can't yeah. like dig themselves out that's of it true. psychology just gets, gets exactly the better of them but just say if you do that first joke or you do that first story and you get like a massive laugh you're like mad awesome i've got like a high like it's that positive reinforcement right like you're getting that positive reinforcement saying yes you're on the right track yes you're doing the right thing well, even if you break it down, if you if you remove the audience and you have two comedians or even just one comedian and just a, a general person on a podcast, mm-hmm. someone they might not be telling jokes in terms of the setup and the punchline, but they could be saying funny things mm-hmm. with the purpose of getting a laugh, not yeah. in, t- in terms of having a joke structure, mm-hmm. but in terms of just saying funny stuff. The other person will laugh to give them that feedback. Yes. So then you remove another part of it again and you have – just a solo comedian doing a, a solo show, mm-hmm. how do you know what's funny? Because a lot of the time they will laugh at their own jokes as a, as a means of this is what I find funny, this is what you, you should find funny. Yeah. But there's obviously plenty of places where, I mean, you've, we've, met people, we've, we've met people before that are funny and they don't intend to be funny at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting conversation. But I wonder if someone has a stand-up special with no audience with for that with that in mind there would have to be i remember them talking really, about like really, zoom ones it really puts your ability to tell jokes um 
at the forefront and there's no other distractions, mm-hmm. so audio or visual or nothing. So you'd have to really trust your own art form exactly. and really trust yourself knowing that, all right, I've tested this. I know it's funny. I'm just going to go bam, bam, bam. But again, like sometimes, yeah, wouldn't the audience help them with pacing and They'll help have to them? feed off it, yeah. yeah. Like if you tell a joke, like have you ever seen Eddie Murphy do stand-up, like raw or delirious? What's the one where he's wearing the red suit, the red leather suit? I think suit? it's... That's Maybe raw. It's one of those. I think yeah, it's yeah. raw. Oh, yeah, one of those. But like, it's yeah. really um, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just here's a joke and then like waiting for a laugh. It's like there's actions and movements that tie into it all. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine doing that on stage and then having no response and then just moving to the next joke. It'd be pretty weird. Yeah, you're gonna almost like as if you'd lose momentum. So. Subconsciously, you'd probably um, start to uh, what's the word? Be self-critical of what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. You you need the people there. So. Yeah. So I could imagine if you're, like, talking to me, telling a story, and I'm just looking at you stone-faced, not reacting whatsoever. You'd be like, yeah. is yeah, like, yeah, it, is my story okay? Should I stop? Should I keep going? Is it is it good enough? Like, am I – what is it that I'm saying? And then you just start overthinking it, and then all of a sudden there'll just be silence. You're just in the, corner, <laughs> in the corner with your back crying. Yeah. Like, I can't deal. But that's the whole thing with like humans, human emotions, right? They're very contagious, whether it's mm. anger, whether it's, you know, happiness, laughter, like sadness. It's that whole like mob mentality of it's just everybody feeds off each other. That's just the way that like, generally humans are. Well, I guess in one word, it's empathy. Like when someone's telling a joke, like the... The, the times that you laugh the hardest is where the most, tr- most truth is inserted into something. Mm-hmm. You might not agree with what they're saying kind of on a political level, but the reason you laugh is because at some level you believe what they're saying is has some foundation in truth. Yeah. So, yeah, it all comes kind of t- ties back to empathy. Are you being empathetic with the idea or the joke they're saying, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. It's, Yeah. I mean, you see more stand-up is probably the, the common, common theme thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, we listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I mean, that's one of the biggest sort of buckets out there for podcasts is like comedians doing it. Yeah. Um, we've only seen, we were lucky enough to see two stand-up shows this year, so Tom Segura mm. and Burt Kreischer. There's not much coming up, um, I think. Yeah, and I don't know if there's any more bigger ones coming out. So Australia do have stand-up comedians, but not as massive or like globally recognised as the States or overseas or anything. There's not much on Ticket Deck right now. There's Jonas Brothers, if you want to see the Jonas Brothers. Apparently their, their yeah. show goes off. Does it? Yeah. While well, they were holding their belts, it's a bit weird. So, I don't know. Does it have J's on their belts? JB. J3. Jonas Brothers. No. Any other? They're all the smoldering looks. You can... You don't have to bring it up. I'll bring um, it up. UFC is coming back. I'm not going to go to that because it's like $400 plus dollars in... It's oh, yeah. just it's just too expensive. They're all squinting their eyes, like looking off to the distance, looking all <laughs> mysterious and brooding is probably the term to put it at. Which is the which is the go to Jonas for you? Um, the one on the left. Nick. Uh, so left is Nick Jonas. Yeah. Right is Joe Jonas. Yeah. And the middle one's the one no one cares about. Oh no, he's just like a little bit unknown. Like he's just less famous. <laughs> he's um. What's his name Gavin. Oh, I don't even know his name to be honest. 
Um, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, you were pretty close, Gavin. Kevin. Ga- yeah. <laughs> I was pretty close. <laughs> um, they actually do a really interesting podcast episode with Dak Shepard, the armchair expert, and they just sort of go into their story of like why they broke up, why they sort of got back together again. Yeah, and just how they've all like started their own families. They definitely and have would kids. like in terms of a a, a trio of brothers mm-hmm. by far by far and away more popular than, and well loved compared to Hanson. Oh, hundred percent. Like they were Hanson was short lived and just not a one hit wonder, pretty like a four hit wonder. Mm-hmm. And they're saying a lot of their fan base are kind of older now that they're saying their comeback tour is like the biggest tour they've ever done. Like people have money now, yeah, even kids. bigger than when, yeah. So they've got they've all got kids and wives and things like that, yeah. Because which one has like the Game of Thrones wife and the other one has? I think it's the one in the red jacket. Joe Jonas has yeah, is, has the Game of Thrones lady as his partner. <laughs> Whatever. It I was not going to say here on Ticket Tech Info. By the way, he's <laughs> I mean, how much, these tickets? Are, what's your guess for these tickets? At least one fifty, right? Oh yeah, one fifty minimum for like. I mean, what's package. standard seating? Read more, pre-sale. Oh, it's not even out yet. But, like, what's the what's the ultimate VIP package then? The ultimate wings VIP what's package. The, what's, why is it wings? So, one, a reserved seat in a prime location in the lower bowl. Backstage tour, including a pre-show photo opportunity with the party. With your party in front of the stage, oh. access to the JB Jonas Brothers themed VIP lounge, including complimentary canapes and Ooh. bowl food, beer and wine and soft drink for 90 minutes. So you get canapes and peanuts for 90 minutes. Yep. <laughs> access to a dedicated merchandise stand. So the same merchandise, pre- but just a just small free access. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> photo opportunities in front of the VIP backdrop. So you don't even get a photo with them, you get a photo with the backdrop. Including a pre-show opportunity. Interesting. And then DJ playing your favorite Jonas Brothers tunes. You get to listen to Jonas Brothers songs. <laughs> Jonas before. Brothers. Remember how we did the Disney cruise breakdown? We should just break down how ridiculous some of these VIP things yeah, are. VIP They're pretty packages. funny. Yeah. You get a special laminate and lanyard, which will be on eBay weeks later for thirty dollars. You could literally just go into it. I could just print off one from Google and then be like, "Here you go." Um. Dedicated entry into the venue, so you just get side door entry. Yep. I love how they try and spice it up. Yeah. Designated VIP check-in and on-site. So you just get someone that walks you to your seat. Yeah, you just a get VIP, like a- VIP check-in and on-site host. <laughs> so someone that walks you to the canapes and the salted yep. peanuts and then to your seat. Mm-hmm. And they outrageous. probably have a couple of other people sort of, you know. And that's going to be $700. Yeah, so that's pretty much the VIP lounge is what you get for it. Interesting. So... <laughs> You don't even get to meet them. You get to take a photo with the stage. Yeah, and and a backdrop as well. <laughs> Just a backdrop. Five albums one. Oh, that's they're going to do five albums worth of music in one night. Yeah, they're probably going to they're going to pick a couple of hits from each one. I mean, five albums though. That's they're going to do five albums in their entirety each, or mm-hmm. just the hits from each five. No, they're not going to do. That would be such a long show. They're just going to do the hits from each five, like any normal show. It'll probably be. Knowing them and their like work ethic, they'll probably have a two-hour-long show, maybe even like a three-hour-long show, most likely. If they only do like a ninety-minute show, then that's your money's not worth it. Like that's the worst is like when you see these big acts and you go see them and they just do like a standard like hour and a half kind of thing. You'd want like at least two hours. What are you paying for? So many terms and conditions. Okay. So that's a no. That's a nonus. No to the Jonas. A nonus to the Jonas. UFC is like 
uh, $400, I believe it was. So expensive. Because it'd be oh, interesting to see. It's literally on sale right now. People oh, are, are they? waiting to get tickets right okay. at this it's, very second. Oh, did it um, go on like pre-sale today or launch today? It must do, yeah. yeah. Pre-sale today. Okay. Yeah, it's too, it's. I'd right. love to go. It's just far too expensive. Yeah, like it's and the I don't they haven't even really announced the headliner yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably is is Izzy, but I mean, like I don't really oh. enjoy the sound of like flesh hitting flesh, like people beating the crap out it. of For each 400 other. Four hundred dollars, you no, won't hear anything. You'd be looking at if you thought looking at a screen at Tom Segura was bad. <laughs> this is way worse. You can still see him. He was like a tiny little tiny little guy. Yeah, but, you're looking at this and they're fighting behind a metal cage. Oh, yeah. you Unless if you're – is it called cage side, not ring side? Yeah. Cage side. You wouldn't be able to see anything. What other Margaret, big shows are happening? Lincoln Park tribute show. Tribute show. Who, who the fuck are these guys? Portugal's hybrid theory are the only Lincoln Park tribute that matter. <laughs> that, that's not – like, what is this, $100? Surely it would be $100. Have to be. It's just – Hybrid Tickets. theory, because they've got an album called Hybrid Theory, 60 right? Sixty bucks, not the yeah. worst pricing. Uh, we got Kiss with special guest Weezer and Regurgitator. That oh. wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I'm pretty like Weezer and Regurgitator. Not too bad. Kiss I've, though. I've seen Weezer play though. They and Delta Riggs played the Blue and Green albums. So. Look at this. Tickets from forty dollars. Okay, that's what? reasonable, but they're going to be yeah nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Is this their what? Is saying Codicol? Is this their last tour? Yeah. Right. Special from forty dollars. Where is that? Like it's literally probably behind the stage, right? Yeah, <laughs> you can't park. see anything. <laughs> Interest. So massive. Section six twenty five doesn't sound good. Rear. So it's in that little blue slot, is it? Yeah, your seat selected. <laughs> Fuck. So you must they must be behind a pillar Ste- or something. Where's Acor Stadium? Acor is that the one near Hyde Park? No, it's Sydney Olympic Park. Acor Stadium. Sydney has so many different stadiums, yeah, which is like a good possible. thing. Yeah. So then, compared to the premium, which three fifty is not the worst. I didn't know Weezer were, were playing. I wonder if they'll do a sideshow. But the no. Kiss, who's been around for so long, and probably you know they're known to be putting on like fireworks and light shows and all that kind of thing. Do you even know any Kiss songs? I do. Name three. Um, there's the um. Oh, what's my call? I'm just trying to think of what's the Detroit Rock Det- City. Yeah, yeah, good movie as well. Yes, yeah, it's a fun movie. I think I know that movie more than I actually know anything about Kiss. To okay. be honest, yeah, Detroit Rock City is such a good movie. But yeah, there's just like these school kids that get t- Kiss tickets and then try to go see the band, and they actually cameo in the show as well. Are they? Yeah, they're actually in the movie too. Or that's at least a, Gene Simmons is. That's a fun. That's a really fun movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, set in the seventies, I think it is. What else? What else do we have going on in the? Gonna uh, go, it's going to be an hour of just going for ticket tech. Lewis Tomlinson. So who's that from? He's 1D. from One Direction. Yeah, One D. Nah, his tickets would be pretty standard, like eighty bucks a bit. No, nah, I reckon one one forty. Because he's because he's from One Direction. Yeah. It's a stadium, 132, 140. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I should just work as a pricing guide for these. 50 cent. There you go. That's your up, right up your alley. That would be 140 as well. Easily. Would you Would you want to meet 50, 50 cent? Would I want to meet him? What the fuck am I going to say to 50 cent? Hey, 50. Guess we're both out here trying to 
get, get rich, rich or die trying. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, um, I got hundred million dollars. I've got ten of the most successful TV shows of all time. That's right, because he does like Empire and stuff, right? Is it Power. Empire? Power. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if there was a, there was a stat. I don't know how legitimate it was. He had. You know how they had like Nielsen ratings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think he had the top, whatever four or five of the top ten shows. Oh wow! Not in, in the US, in mm-hmm. Black Homes. Gotcha. Um, just obviously, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. So that was probably. But they're all tied in. They're all um, like same universe in a way. Well, yeah, one follows the sun and all that yeah. sort of thing. Well, that's like really. I, I really- think I watched the first season. It's, it's okay. That's really interesting because, like, he's always been one of those hustlers, I guess. But then, you know, having quite a large, like, music career, like, it's interesting when people just go into sort of, like, different realms to, yep. yeah, different realms to make sort of income or make their... Well, he came up initially under Dr. Dre because I used to listen to him when he was in G-Unit. We found that G-Unit shirt this morning. G-G-G-G-Unit. Do you know? That's when he was with Game, because Game at the time was my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. And then 50 Cent had G-Unit with Lloyd Banks, um, Tony Yayo, mm-hmm. and someone else I'm forgetting. And then uh, Game, and then Game and 50 Cent had a falling out. Right. Because they had albums out at the same time. They were both coming up. Eminem was sort of in the mix as well. Yeah, because wasn't he part of like D12 for like a hot minute or something, 50 Cent? Not 50 Cent. No, Eminem okay. is. Yeah. Um. And then from there, 50 Cent, it was like kind of stagnant for a little while. And then over the last 10, 15 years, he's like become a massive entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, Robert Greene, the- The author? Yeah. Yeah. He has a book, 40- Laws of Power? 48 or 49 Laws of Power. I think it's 49 Laws. Yeah, 49 Laws of Power. And then he did a follow-up called- 48 Laws of Power. 48. And then he had, did a follow-up one called 50 50- Laws of Power, and it's with like Fifty Cent, and it's kind of like the street knowledge side of things. Ah, that's interesting. What a weird, interesting collab yeah. between Robert Greene, who's like, uh, like he looks like such a teacher, like such a professor type dude, and you got yeah, Fifty Cent, who's from the streets. So the fiftieth law grew out of the relationship and mutual admiration between Fifty Cent, and Robert Greene, Greene's book Forty Eight Laws of Power, which has long been a staple in a hip hop community, a world. Came to the attention of 50 Cent, who asked his manager to arrange a meeting. Green said that he was surprised by 50 Cent's persona and was impressed by his zen-like calmness and eye for strategy. They began to work. Um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. But Game was always my guy. Game was your dude? Yeah. Yeah. Because back in the – they had big beef back in the day. Right, like like shoot each other kind of beef? Um, Not shoot each other, but there is a – this is around the time of transitioning from VHS to DVD. Mm-hmm. There's like a mini documentary, kind of like basically like a vlog mm-hmm. that came out called Stop Snitch and Stop Lion. <laughs> what by a name. Game. And he basically went to wherever 50 Cent was living and was like mm-hmm. in the bushes, like trying to get him to come out. Had he, he like flew all his crew out yeah. from LA or Compton, where Game's from, mm-hmm. out to. Is he like someone like from like Louisiana or? I can't remember where he's from. He's from the East Coast somewhere. The game tells a tells films a tell all in regards to his beef with fellow rap artist Fifty Cent. 
It's um. I'll pull up a little clip. Yeah. It's just like so. It's like a bootleg type of thing. Well, like now I'm thinking because I know we talked about like drive-through records, like those kind of like movie DVDs, but they're very much like vlogs, right? You they used to follow yeah. the music artists around, like you know, from tour to tour, like getting that background footage. And now that's kind of like what YouTubey sort of vlogs are. Apologies for the cursing. The there's, there's probably a bunch oh, yeah. of cursing in here. <laughs> like it's in square format. Is it just Carolina. the whole right full movie? This, this yeah. That's a montage of 50 Cent's career. If you don't know what a montage is, don't ask me. Just but he literally goes and just like hanging out outside his house with the gang of dudes. Oh, really? Forever, nigga. You ain't got, you ain't got 50. So, so the game was trying to like get fifty like to like to become like a rapper and all that kind of stuff. Or sorry, so was the game trying to get? They were in a group called G Unit, right? And then they they both had albums out at the same time. Game had, um, uh, well, documentary came out first, then followed up by Doctor's Advocate, Mm -hmm. and they were in that Eminem, um, Doctor Dre world. I don't know what the falling out was about, Mm -hmm. and then. They just there was work because their the, the most famous song together was called is called "Hate It or Love It," mm-hmm. and the um, there was a lot of accusations and the beef was basically around who wrote what. Like they have there's a lot of ghostwriters in rap, uh. so there's a lot of accusations about Fifty Cent didn't even write half his lyrics and gotcha okay. this and that yeah um and that was what the falling out was about I believe. Mm-hmm. Because that's where all your royalties and stuff come into play, right? Yeah. And then this document, this documentary is produced by his game's new group called GU Not. So rather, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, that's what I like. That's what I love about like hip hop and rap. There's always there's always like a level of like comedy in there as well. This like it's just a good sense of humor. Them just going through the bush trying to get the back of his estate. Damn, man. Ah. What are they expecting to do? Getting <laughs> to come out and shoot him? <laughs> Y'all want to go see a dead body? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is where I used to live on back. This is, yeah, right around 12th grade. <laughs> Funny time. So this is the same time Snoop had a porno out as well. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Was he starring in the porno or did he direct the porno? Um, that's, I can't remember. Doggy, of course, it's called Doggy Style. <laughs> oh my god! Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, featuring G'd Up from the East Siders, <laughs> and it's just that- like that MTV style. Mm-hmm. We could kind of get away with a bit too much. Like, too that- yeah, a hundred percent. Like, think of all like the late nineties, early two thousands sort of movies, time. like road trips, and yeah, just all that kind of stuff. You just would not be able to get away with. <laughs> Fingers up the bubbles not? and so, everything. Yeah, the your question was, what would you ask Fifty Cent? Yes, probably something to do with the game. Yeah, I think they they haven't really gotten back together. There was a word a year or two ago they were going to potentially release something together. The mm-hmm. t- so much time has passed. They both have kids. They're both successful in their own rights. Game not so much. He's fallen off quite a bit. Yeah. Um, like he's he's booked a couple of Australian tours, but but never got a passport and things like that. So he's had a full blown tour like this lined up before, gotcha. maybe like ten years ago, and there was never any visa or passport sorted, mm-hmm. and then just cancels the thing last minute. Whereas Fifty Cent's way more of a legitimate businessman. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So that'd probably be my my question. Something to do with the game. Let's see what else other contents there are. That was a long winded thing. <laughs> 
Anything exciting? A little wish list. So these are just like things that maybe be just, happening. They want you to plug in your email address so you get notified. Oh, no, because I guess it'd be like, look, we've got like 20,000 people like wanting or on the wish list. True. You should come out kind of thing. Yeah. Which makes sense. Who's I don't who's Ant Middleton? He Ant Middleton is like a not really a lifestyle coach, but one of these David Goggins type of people. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I just realized because it's called Fear Bubble, Your Life, Your Time. Yeah, just like a action hero type dude. Gotcha. S A S. Yep. Yeah, he's hero. um even his logo is like very like I you know I climb mountains. <laughs> I climb mountains. So yeah. can you? <laughs> Bee Gees. Oh my gosh, there's so many. We're probably not going to go through all of these, right? No. It's just Baba. they they could lay it out a bit mm-hmm. bit better Yeah. in terms of maybe sorting them by popularity. So mm-hmm. we've got Blink coming up. Yes, we've got that next year. A block Party and Interpol. Ah, classic uh, British British acts there. Block Party is some, a band you haven't heard of for a while. No. Bronx. Oh. We don't we used to like Bronx. Yeah, you used to love the Bronx. You used to love the, the Mariachi albums. So fun. Mariachi or Bronx. Mariachi or Bronx. I seen them play once. They played there was a festival that came I think it was when Descendants played as well. Mm-hmm. It was one of these festivals that popped up one year and then they never came back. Yeah. Some forty one I believe played could be a different festival. I remember seeing Mariachi or Bronx. I remember seeing Bronx, I think one year at Soundwave, and it was quite a late show. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to them a fair bit because all their albums are just Bronx one, two, three, four. Yes, yeah. And I was hyping them up to my like one of my friends at the time because <laughs> like their songs are fun and like just classic punk rock. Yes, but a bit more. It's hard to say, not really hardcore, but a bit more melodic sort of thing. Yeah, they've but got then, like a bit of pop element to it. But then when they played their stuff live, it mm-hmm. was just nowhere near as good as the album. Yeah, like well, to the point where you couldn't even really. Determine what song they were playing. Yeah, because they're one of those ones there, and you get it every now and then, especially with like punk artists or things like that. That they're, they're great studio albums, like they're very well produced. They really have that eye. But when they play live, it's just like super raw, like really hard to hear. But yeah, I've seen them in both uh, reiterations. I've seen them as Mariachi or Bronx, um, and then I've seen them as like the Bronx as well. Um, mariachi ones just easier to understand because they're. It's all melodic. There's no it's, screaming yeah. or anything like that. And they were all wearing the cute little um, mariachi suits and stuff. So it's 85 bucks. Pretty expensive. <sighs> When's that? November. We might be not in town. 19th. Oh, no, we'd be yeah. here. Oh, that's close to my birthday. Maybe. Uh, there's other stuff I want to I wanna see. Mm-hmm. The Chicks, formerly known as Dixie Chicks. Nah. No? Not a fan. No. no of course not. It was more of a, a comment. Oh, yeah, because I had to change their name because it was... Coach Club. David Campbell. Oh, Dance Gavin Dance. F- Wait. Twelfth of November. Interesting. Okay. Never once listened to him. Oh, you the, never the, listened the, to Dance Gavin Dance? The name is I mean, we've said Gavin about eight times. This yeah. is probably the most we'll ever say Gavin in one episode. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I it's not I just know the name or descendants are playing. Huh. Well, I know they I know Dance Gavin Dance had a few albums, but there was only one that I liked. All the other ones were terrible. I don't know about the, if they've got any new stuff, but there was just one that was awesome. Very the, much um the, very close to Circus Survive. Yeah, they say don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But I'm gonna judge that band by just simply by its name. And you could probably you could do that with a lot of like punk emo albums. Like if they had like a decent like album cover, most of the time they're gonna be pretty good. 
I like to think they had an interesting one. Fallout Boy. I'd go see Fallout Boy if they came. Are they playing? No, they're on a wait list. Well, they did, they're in the middle of a tour. Well, they did one show with Newfound Glory and Bring Me the Horizon, which is kind of three bands that I enjoy all in mm-hmm. one, which is pretty interesting. We saw Newfound, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, they played... Two albums. They played two out, or they they played a bunch of different nights and a couple of albums from every night. Mm-hmm. Frank Turner, formerly of... What did he used to be in? Like Rise Against Gallows. or something? Oh. Gallows? Yeah, Maybe. Gallows. This is just a, a punk episode. Now. Yeah. <laughs> You're just commenting. For those that are uh, just listening, we're too just bad. going through. Yeah, too bad. We're just going through the Ticket Tech website and just, I guess, trying to see what we can spend our money on, I suppose. Grinspoon? Yeah. Like a lot of those artists used to just see so much back in the day for like yeah. literally like 20 bucks. I'm not going to spend 80 bucks on a band I can see every other year. Mm-hmm. Harry Connick Jr. Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. Harry Styles Waitlist. I feel like he just performed. Yeah. Well, he had a big, um, well, his album was massive. Hybrid Theory, your favorite? It might be my favorite. Ice Spice. Why are yeah. you reading out this, the waitlist ones? Why? My bad. I'll try not to. Because you scroll fast and my eyes can't focus properly. Oh, Jesus. That's Would your problem, Would you see Drake it? if he came down? It'd be very expensive. It'd be very expensive. And it's just, it's almost too many people. I mean, he's like top four. Like, it's not like he's a. It'd be a fun show. It'd be a fun show, and there's plenty of songs to sing along to. But when an artist is that big, there's just mm-hmm. so many people to contend with. Yeah. Like a, even like a blink. There's they've got basically five shows in every city. Yeah. Right. So it's obviously not all people are at one show, but it's just so many people. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, are they going? Is he going to come back again? It would depend on the. Support acts, I think. Yeah. If it was like someone that was coming along that I knew some of their songs, then yeah. If it was just him and it was super expensive, Probably it not. Would, I'd have to be sort of rolling in the deep, mm-hmm. deep cash. Fair enough. John Mayer, there you go, Jonas Bros. Juicy Fest. <laughs> what a name, Juicy Fest. So we've got Ti, T Pain, Game. The game. I've seen game once. That's where I got that grey hoodie from. Oh. I've seen game. It oh, was... is that what the money gang thing yeah, is? Yeah, game oh. and more theatre. I want to say 2008. Yeah. When did he play? 2012? Oh, it would have been. I would have been at uni, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I bought that hoodie and I still wear it pretty much five times a week now. It's it's still a really good hoodie. Hoodie. I used to steal it occasionally until this, you got me some other This hoodies. is 2012 mm-hmm. and he was started in like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So even like 10 years into his career and more, it's not a very big venue. No, that's and more is a medium venue. And I don't think he'd, he wouldn't be able to fill out a stadium anymore. I mean, he's on this tour here. But the only reason they can fill out a stadium is because there's Six other artists there. Yeah, so they're like hitting a few other different boxes for it. Session timed out. That was for the USC, wasn't it? <laughs> so what was that one called? Um, Juicy, Juicy Fest. Fest. Yeah. Oh, uh, why would you want to be associated with that? No, no, thank you. No. See, if that wasn't super expensive, I'd consider it, but mm-hmm. I don't really know much 
in terms of TI or T-Pain songs. Ashanti. But that's kind of where the game is at now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably playing the same venue, but they need eight artists to fill it out. They would, yeah. You'd need quite a few. How much? I'd probably say 200. Justin Timberlake, I'd see. Yeah, you'd be fun. Probably. Oh, my God. $1,000. So general admissions like 200 and then VVIP is 1000 bucks. Bloody hell. I feel like it's going to be one of those festivals they get like cancelled last minute. Like That's um, what I'm saying. That's yeah. why he's always associated with stuff like that. So Bone Thugs and Harmony used to be a big Bone Thugs fan. Yeah. ba 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 boom 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 So tell me what you're going to do. What you gonna... Don't know. Sorry. It's a big weed song. <laughs> um, Shanti Trey songs, Mario, Carry It Fabulous. It's a lot of artists. Right. Okay. Game. Not that many. It's like eight. Maybe they'll, they probably just like put some big people on there to like sell tickets and then some of the big people just pull out last minute. No. Or maybe. <laughs> Olympic Park. This is not really showing what the VIP entails. No, that's what we're here for, right? So we're here for the VIP-ness. We want to know what, see what you get Pe- for. <laughs> you want to know what you get for, as being a very I important want the person? You, you want a penis. I hate when I have to double down on my. On your joke? Did I didn't you see hear Kanye? I probably would see Kanye. Would you? Name one Kanye song. She gave me money when I'm a dude. But that's with Jamie Foxx, though. Such a good song. Gold Love Digger. Dispute. Wildfire. Ooh. Wildlife 10 year anniversary. I've seen them before. Yeah. That, I feel like Literally they were here there not long ago. the same venue, Metro. They always play at the Metro. Well, the Metro is just like a classic like punk punk one. Didn't Wild Dispute come through like early this year? Maybe last Maybe, year. but it's a um, it's an anniversary of a album. One of their main albums. Why is it great for all of them right now? Machine Gun Kelly. Would you go see? You're doing all the wait list. Oh, ones. you're going too fast. I didn't realize there's a wait list. I'm trying to read it out, so it's just not like silence of you just like scrolling the well, whole entire I, you time. Just, okay, fair enough. You just say words, and I just scroll through. Scroll, 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 scroll. Elvis Presley. Oh no, that was something else. He's uh, he died. Did I think his daughter did too? I think. Neck deep. That's not many people know who they are, but yes, we're gonna go see them. Woohoo! We go for the cheap ones. They're only like a couple of thousand people. Mm-hmm. A little bit more intimate. A little bit more enjoyable. You know, I think I'm gonna get a little bit intimate. Is Noah Rita? Um, no, no. Moving on. No, isn't he a One Direction person as well? Probably sounds like a <gasps> Ocean Alley. No. I like them, but I think tickets are pretty expensive, to well, be honest. Well, if you find another friend to go with, by all means. You're my only friend. Um, Pink, no. Paramore? Actually, her VIP, if she has VIP packages, that would be interesting because she, like, goes all out for, like, she does, like, carnival stuff. She goes ropes yeah. and. But the thing is with that as well, with these concerts, the bigger the artist, the mm-hmm. more people that go to the show, the more uploads on YouTube they're out to watch. Yeah. So, you know. It's like you've seen the real thing. Yeah. All the bootlegs. All the bootleg concerts. Porter Robinson. Nah. It's an electronic artist. Mm-hmm. Queen. Oh, that's Queen would be cool, but I'm not big on the Adam Lambo dude. Apparently he does really well. Apparently he does, but it's, it's Apparently like, he do you want the old off. Tim Tam recipe or the new Tim Tam recipe? Oh, you, you can't get I mean? the original Tim Tams because the they don't make that ingredient anymore. What is it? What's the ingredient called? 
the um, what's his name? Far out. Or do you want the original barbecue shapes or the new ones? <laughs> We're well, already up to Aspen. Where's it carries through going. to the end? Yeah. All right. Sam Smith. Shakira. That's a wait list one. Thank you very much. Don't read the wait lists. Slapknot. Slapknot. Snoop Dogg. He comes all the time though. Does he? And he pretty makes Sunk Loto. <laughs> Yo, Sunk Loto. I never was into them. No, they're like a metal band, right? Um. Oh no, they're like a Linkin Parky sort new of metal, style. New yeah. metal. New metal. For those that don't know how to spell that, it's N U M E T A L. <laughs> Sunk Loto, twenty-eight days. What was the? What was the other band? Like the pop punk, Australian pop punk band of the time. Something with numbers? No. They had Kid one, Courageous? Kid Courageous. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot all about them. Mm-hmm. I used to see them for like five bucks at like the local um, hall centres and stuff. Kid Courageous. Yeah, and then they blew up because they did a cover of another song. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh that's what? a throwback. Oh, look at that. Uh, three, is, you, three. is you really going out with him? That's the song. Is you oh really, my look at that photo with God. like the dickies and stuff. Is you this really is gonna throwback. take him home tonight? This needs to be a, a banger on. Look at the Australian video. birds in the background. Hey driver, would you like to join me for lunch? Oh today? my god, it's the chick for it's. She from Neighbours or Home and Away? Or home something? and Away. It's Leighton Hewitt's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? No idea. Oh, that would be just dandy, miss. Oh, lovely. The Cartwright, yeah. <laughs> oh my, this is a throwback. Oh my god, with a little goatee as well. Classic. It's like Australia's oh Good God. Charlotte. Yes, 100%. Like he's literally got the, the, the makeup like Benji Madden used to yeah. wear. Oh, the other um, one was the Hot Lies. I used to love them as well. They weren't, yeah, Hot Lies were not too bad. Courageous. Oh, yeah, there was another song movie. they had. I remember the video clip. Life's a Movie, I think, is the other big one. I remember the video clip. Might be this. Maybe. Kid Courage. Wow, you Create got a good memory. a professional logo. No, because I literally had all their albums. I used to love them because they were. we used to go to local gigs all the time and they were like always playing there because they used to live in the Shire. Oh, really? Yeah. The, so the dude that with the goatee. sounds exactly like Hawthorne Heights. Yeah. So the dude with the goatee. Literally, I think, used to live in my area or he was like a substitute teacher at a school near my school. That's why they always played at like the Southern Shire is because like they some some right. of them lived around there. Yeah. Wow, keep your right. I'm just so many throwbacks. <laughs> Taylor, uh, Taylor Swifty, she's like. Oh, I, no. No, it's like they broke Ticket Tech because people couldn't get tickets. Yeah, she like, yeah. In top, terms of biggest artists, her, Drake, not not Massive not at the moment. Me. And I was reading something that because of she was doing a massive like US world tour, like every city that she played in brought in so much tourism and so much money to that city. It was like yeah. crazy. So look, she has her own web. All the other ones are like hit the drop down and, ch- and choose what ticket you want. She has her own page with way more details yes. because she's that big. Yeah. And plus she cares about like her fan base and stuff as well. Yeah, that's what she wants. Look at all the think. design. That's what I'm saying. 
So three seventy nine VIP package. Twelve hundred dollars. Oh my god, this is what we're after. <laughs> All right, so the final one, and then yeah. we're we'll, fifty minutes in. We talked about nothing other than tickets. Oh my god. It's been a long time coming. VIP package one unforgettable A reserve floor tickets mm-hmm. with the asterisks, and that could mean anything. Could mean maybe it's the asterisks would be like maybe forgettable. <laughs> For the event, a one-off handling. one-off handling fee. So you're okay. probably paying a two hundred dollar transaction fee. Yeah. Special set of four Taylor Swift prints. Mm-hmm. So again, something you can find on eBay and a month print later. Off. Yep. Exclusive Taylor Swift VIP merchandise. Okay, so this one you get your own. Like you won't get that merchandise unless you're in the VIP package. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, commemorative Taylor Swift. The era's to uh, tote. tote bag. Yep, knows the demographic. Yep, everyone loves a good tote. Collector pin, sticker, mm-hmm. postcard set, souvenir, concert ticket. So yep. show bag, basically. Yep. To a laminate. So let's say like the, the prints and the merchandise are probably what? What are we looking? A bunch of prints, some merchandise. Wait. You still have to pay for the merchandise, though, I think. It's just like you have access to it. Yeah, so, so I'd say like- To print all this stuff and have the tote bag posters- what two fifty mm-hmm. at the most? Yeah. So the ticket itself is a thousand bucks. Yes. Karma is my boyfriend package, same deal, but mm-hmm. you don't get access to, or you just. Oh, so oh, oh it's so a one, one phenomenal. It's a different level of. Seat. Right. Okay. And then you got hotel packages. Oh wow! Fucking hell. Do you even get to? You don't get to even meet the artists in any of these. I guess if you're like a rich ass person, then She's, you get to meet she them. Just doesn't have the time. No. Interesting. Oh man. Don't eat heaps of information. She's making bank. Well, that's the whole thing, right? She's been always one of those artists that's been in the news for like taking her music off iTunes, like taking her music off Spotify, like redoing her whole back catalog so she can gets the rights and stuff back for it. Like the whole midnight thing, like re-recording everything so she'll get more money back and then doing a lengthy tour. Like she is recouping her costs like crazy. She oh, has yeah. to be the highest earning music artist at, at, right now. Has to be. Uh, yeah. I don't know who would compete. Yeah. Because like she has like a couple of songs in like probably the top 20 at the moment, I'm assuming. Um... Oh, Thrice. You still love Thrice? Oh, my God. Artist in the ambulance. 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 Sold out, though. Oh, is it? Oh. Wiggles? That goes off with generations? There's tickets to sell on, like, hot potatoes. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) you like that one? I did. Uh, that's it. All I right. think Post Malone's touring again, though. I, I would like to it. see him need to with the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something, and apparently Red Hot Chili Peppers weren't the best. I'd like that. Posty? Post Malone. He tours quite a bit here. Yeah, because he has a big fan base here. It makes sense. Tour? Australia. Again, one of the biggest, bigger artists. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, ticket, we haven't gone for Ticket Master. We, we just did Ticket Tech. Oh, we, no. This could be a two-hour episode. All right, let's go through Ticket Master real quick because there's two <laughs> different ones. Okay. I'm joking. <laughs> so, November. How much? Probably 150 I'd say 160 It'll Jurassic Park ex- exhibition, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, this is Ooh, that. that's where the, the Pharaohs exhibition we're going to go Pharaohs. to. Pharaohs. Pharaohs? Pharaohs. 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 Sneak- what's Sneakerland? Sneakerland. 
All right, let's have a look at a couple here, but this is pretty, right. you know, boring to people, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. $400 oh for the golden tickets. Adult average general mission, 170 okay. all right. It's not all right, man. It's so much fucking money. How much was Blink? Because that was pretty expensive, right? That was Yeah, 200. but they have got together after about a 10, 15-year No, no, I'm just, I'm just putting in comparison, right? Because Posty hasn't been around for that long compared to them. So you're saying catalog plus... Popularity. Popularity plus active time as an artist. Mm-hmm. Blink is a better deal? Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 100%. And it's actually a band. Post is just... I've seen clips of him last week from his last tour. Yeah. I think it came in February. Or well, he does heat more. He does heat more press as well. But so it's just he's... him on stage. There's no backing, like which is impressive. There's no backup dancers mm-hmm. or band or anything. Sneakerland. I think it just depends whether it hits like that childhood, just like that, you know, that retro hit or not. Yeah. So I guess Blink is a, a bit of a deal in mm-hmm. that regard. Courageous. <laughs> And what do we see in Pharaoh's Ramses? Ramses or Ramses? Ramses. Ramses. And the gold of the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. This is what you want to see, is it? Yes. That's in November, I think. Well, because you're watching all the um, Egyptian documentaries and, you know, finding the pyramids and digging and archaeology and it's very, very interesting. Ooh. That's sort of like 360. This would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's heaps better than just looking at stills. Are they real or they're just, oh, my God, that pharaoh's vaping. <laughs> so bizarre, man. Yeah, that, that, this would be cool. Mm-hmm. God damn. Like thousands and thousands of years old. Oh, oh, oh I'm getting shivers. Feel like you're getting haunted? Haunted by oh, this ancient, horny in a- oh, <laughs> ancient Egyptian stuff? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh. what are these VR things? VR pods. You can go a tour around the pyramids, it looks like. Is it? Well, I'm, I'm looks, assuming so. That dude is gripping onto his chair. He looks like, God, he's. A bit like a, like a mummy just like jumped out and be like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like chilling. Ah. Ah. Ooh. Oh, what is the VR thing? I mean, I'm intrigued. New museum experience. experience. Oh, and it's got like little, um, that looks so bizarre, but little dangle down like headphones. Experience the exhibition in VR. So, wait, you don't even need to walk around. You're like, I don't want to walk. Fuck that. I just want to sit down. <laughs> it's like gold class. They just bring you a hot dog while you're doing it. <laughs> so, it's actually the actual, someone's just walked around with a camera and you can sit down and experience it. If they had like a a gimbal like going into the, the tombs and stuff, Ooh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Well, because remember like the IMAX theater, right? They used to have things like that, like the whole 3D experience. You'd be going in, like seeing all these different like, History and archaeology and stuff. I'm trying to think of words. You're really selling it. I am, aren't I? <laughs> Be fun. Ramses Pharaoh VR. Ancient Egypt. This would be the same thing here, but this was in San Francisco. Oh, far out. It's your boys. They're fine soon, right? Bay Area, courtesy of the Young Museum. KPX 5's Reed Cowan with a preview of something you can take the family to, Ramsey the Great and the Gold of the Pharaohs. Hey, ready? 
It's not quite tech meets tut, but VR meets the big R. Rams to the Dion Museum of Art. <laughs> we get to actually go to ancient Egypt. We get to go and see where these pieces originated from. Ramses and the gold of the pharaohs will greet visitors from tech-savvy Bay Area towns to wow, not only show awesome. treasures of ancient Egypt, but also through virtual reality chairs, show how those treasures come to life thousands of years ago. For people that may never get to travel to Egypt or Obviously, Most we don't us, have time yeah. machines. Yeah. Yeah. VR allows us to go back and experience those things. The chairs. Show us what's in the VR. Show us the what's in there. To Come on. move and float through a space without anyone having to wear a clunky backpack or walk around. You know, I'm a guy, if you know me, if this exhibit is a piece of This is the guy from the documentary on Netflix. Oh. The Egyptologist. Yeah. Zahi, Zahi Hawass. Yeah. He's one of the guys that's trying to take back um, archaeology in terms of uh, the way people remember Egypt and the archaeologists, he wants Egyptian archaeologists to be known rather than white Europeans, for example, coming in. Right. Yeah. So and just trying to take back their history. That's what the yeah. Netflix documentary Unknown. Ah. And I will look at the Egypt. Sands of Egypt. What's on the, the second VR for the first time. You know what else is cool? Your dude. ticket also could help fund the search for Nefertiti, says Hawass. In fact, he says there's a beckoning in the treasures. Visit Egypt. We want in Egypt to uh, show our artifacts to the world. We need this exhibit to. But you'll Hell see yeah. as kind of a Disneyland of deities. <laughs> Disneyland. You love deities. a good tagline, don't I you? I do. I do. I like tagline. Little... hard. <laughs> I like a good. I like a good play on words. You know. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I think it's smart. It should be fun. When's that November, right? Yeah, that's like something you could probably go see more than once. Yeah. I really want to see that docu you're talking about now. You always watch things without me. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, you know, I get more popcorn that way. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, individual <laughs> popcorn. Come home and so do that. So did we touch like, on any of the articles we brought um, up? No. So there's, just for you guys, um, in the news this week. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some headlines that we will not go through. Big Wait. leftover episode. We've got like five minutes that we can like, scrape through. Um, some news. Kmart and Target emerging here in Australia. Yes, we both had those articles to yeah, talk we about. We think alike. Yeah, we do. Uh, alike. A little too much for my liking. <laughs> Play on words. Oh, no? Fuck, let me. Two minutes left. Dude, get me no, out of here. It's fine. Um, so they're merging. Mm -hmm. um, I guess they're going to have just mega stores now. Yes. And the both of the. It's, they're originally still owned by like the same like West Farmers group or whatever it was, but now like the actual store logos and all that kind of stuff are going to be like merging into one. But Target's. What's it going to be called? Kamagat? Kamagat, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> or Tagmart. Tagmart? Uh, Tagmart. Kamagat? Kamagat, Tagmart. All right, let us know the <laughs> Um But they, like, Target was just more of, like, a fancier uh, Kmart. But they still actually, if you go into the stores, they have similar products. Like, their pet stuff is the same. Yeah, a lot of their accessories and stuff, like, from Shit. the same group. Yeah. Uh, in tech news, Twitter turns to X. It's X. now called X.com. Um, they took someone's handle was X yeah, as so well. Yeah, so they stole the guy's handle, didn't give him any compensation. I think they've given him some merchandise or the ability to chat with some team or something. No, I've read they're going to give him a tour of the headquarters. Yeah. Bore, <laughs> like, I want cash, bro. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's very lucrative. The people that have single character usernames mm -hmm. can yeah. sell them for quite a bit. Right. Um, 
basically Elon wants to have X as an everything app. So it'll be PayPal, YouTube, news, social media, mm-hmm. WhatsApp, everything all in one. And he's only doing it in dark mode. Right. Just just dark mode. No option. Okay. Um, threads mm-hmm. down massively since the launch a couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. The engagement, the... Uh, daily user activities down massively mm-hmm. and they've just done an update so you can ha- have translated into your native language nice. and you can also have a following feed rather than a for you feed. Yep, I like the idea of that following one. That way you just see the content that you choose to follow. And you can choose to follow us by hitting that subscribe button right there, right? When you're watching, when you're listening, there's a little button right there. Mm-hmm. Hit that, hit the like button and we'll see you next week for episode 78. Will do. Bye, everybody. See ya. See ya. Good outro.